a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as promised, uh, we're really pleased to have joining us uh, our good friend from World Trade Center, Utah, Miles Hansen, joining us on the line. And uh, the World Trade Center, Utah, has a, uh, a great event tomorrow, a virtual event, online discussion with former National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster. Uh, talking about many of the strategic challenges the United States face uh, and also how those uh, impact Utah as not just a crossroad to the West, but a crossroad to the world. Uh, Miles, thanks for joining us for a little sneak preview today. Boyd, it's great to be on. Well, this is a uh, the uh, the article that you and H.R. Uh, uh, McMasters wrote uh, in Deseret News today. Uh, to me, it just uh, speaks my language. It talks about all the things I think are so vital in the world today as you look at uh, the position of the United States, uh, if you look at some of the challenges we face at home or abroad, uh, and how we really need to uh, fight, as uh, Mr. McMaster wrote in uh, one of his works, uh, that we really have to get this improved strategic competence uh, in terms of the, of the world. But tell us just a little bit of the, the backstory there. I know both of you were in the White House there uh, working on national security issues. Uh, tell us about that connection. Yep, absolutely, Boyd. It, you know, General McMaster is one of our country's greatest thinkers. And I had the honor of serving with him uh, at the White House, you know, a couple of years ago. And from the first time I met him until this continuing relationship, I have been impressed with, A, his ability to analyze and to think things through. He is a warrior scholar like none other. And in this op-ed, you know, and in his book, you see how deeply he is thinking about America's role in the world and how we put together a strategy that is going to protect and advance our interests moving forward. Um, He also is one of the most down-to-earth, humble leaders I've ever been around. He is all about empowering, uplifting, uh, strengthening those around him and members of his team. And if people look at the the, the picture of him in the article or on the cover of the book, he looks like the stern general. The reality is he is the funniest, most optimistic person I've ever been around. And so I really encourage anybody that's available tomorrow, tune in 1130 a.m. You can go to WTCUtah.com to register but he is just a phenomenal person, phenomenal leader. I'm looking forward to uh, giving Utah companies and, and others here in the state the opportunity to hear from him as he talks about uh, America's role in the world and how we can restore our strategic competence moving forward. Yeah, and it's such a it is such a vital conversation uh, for everyone. Not it's not just a national security thing. Businesses have got to be thinking this way as well. And uh, really looking forward to this conversation tomorrow. Uh, and I want to have you give us just a little a little feel and flavor here uh, again, part, partly from your uh, column today, uh, as you were talking about this idea of strategic competence. And then you talked about the two forces that kind of 
play against and for that. Uh, one being this idea of strategic narcissism. Tell us about that. Yeah, so strategic narcissism, narcissism, what we mean by that is whether in good times or in bad times, oftentimes countries in the United States for the past 30 years, but also, you know, companies, organizations, and individuals, we plan on people that we are engaging with, our competitors, our partners, our rivals out there in the world or in the business community, whatever it may be. We assume that they are going to respond to what we do, and their their uh, actions are driven primarily as a response to what we do. And so let me dial that back, uh, kind of drill down on that to, to make it a little more clear. Think of the United States in the 1990s, and we had just uh, won the Cold War. We just kicked Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait and just, uh, you know, totally uh, defeated uh, him and his military in Iraq. And in the United States, we had this huge uh, sense of optimism in yeah. this, you know, people talking about a new world order. And we set these strategies in place and these policies with the assumption that people out there in the world would follow our lead and that they would line up in, in, into our, our values, our interests, and our perspectives. And that simply just wasn't the case. And it was, in, in retrospect, pretty narcissistic to assume that other countries like China and Russia or Iran or groups like al-Qaeda that their actions would only be in response to what we were doing out there in the world, when in reality, they had their own value systems, their own ideologies, their own motivations, their own interests. Right. And whether or not we did anything, they were going to pursue those uh, intensively. And so what uh, General Master talks about in his book, and we talked about in the op-ed, is the need for us to take a step back to focus more on understanding those underlying driving factors mm-hmm. The influence what people do. Yeah, the the application of this, the the uh, the business consultant geek in me is just going crazy with these concepts today. Uh, since I first got your uh, your op ed uh, from you and General McMaster, I've been like, oh man, there are so many applications for Utah businesses and for so many other places. Uh, so real quickly, uh, just before we run out of time, Miles, I want to talk yeah. about the the counter strategic competence, uh, which this may be my one of my favorite phrases, strategic empathy. So how do how does that play from the world stage and then we'll apply it to business quick. Yep, and so strategic empathy means from a US perspective that we need to take a, a really understand take Russia for example. What are their driving values? What's their ideology? What is Putin trying to accomplish? And make sure that we view him as being an actor that is going to pursue his agenda no matter what we do or do not do. And again, it's not assuming that he's just going to react to what we do or fall in the line with what we uh, are trying to, to pursue. And so really, it's, it's empathy, which I think we all kind of understand on an individual level. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying here is that companies and countries need to have empathy as well. And as you have empathy, you get a clear perspective of the world. You get a clear perspective of your partners and your adversaries and competitors. And then you can formulate strategies that are grounded in reality and not these false assumptions that people are just simply going to react to what we're trying to do out there in the world. Yeah, uh, it's, these are these are really powerful concepts, and I encourage you to read the piece. We've got that posted uh, on our uh, social media pages today and, of course, at Deseret.com. Uh, I also encourage you to be involved in the conversation tomorrow. Uh, I love this uh, idea of bringing these elements of strategic competence together, which Utah does in a really unique way of, of valuing the agency, developing that empathy that you were just talking about, uh, which always leads us to humility, uh, but a quiet confidence. It allows us to project strength and confidence in a way that helps us in a very complicated, complex global uh, marketplace uh, to figure out allies, alliances, 
uh, and how we actually move things forward. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Boyd, I, I know we're running out of time here, but I'll just tell you, America's brightest days can be ahead of us if we will, like General McMaster talks about, you know, downplay, shed off this narcissism that has taken root over our foreign policy for the past 30 years and yeah. uh, all aspects of society, embrace empathy, strengthen that. We then will be more humble in our approach to the rest of the world. And it doesn't mean that we're going to retrench. and we, we argue against that, in fact, but it means that we're going to engage with that quiet confidence and a clear perception of what is going on out there in the world. And as a nation, if we do that, then we're going to be very successful. We have all the ingredients we need to be successful, but we need to get over this narcissism, uh, the strategic narcissism that has taken root uh, not only in our foreign policy, national security, but also in our our domestic political discourse as well. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, so important that... uh uh, confidence is never arrogance, uh, never works that way. Well, uh, Miles, we appreciate you joining us, giving us a little sneak peek today, and then we'll look forward to tomorrow. Again, World Trade Center, Utah, a discussion with former National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster, and then Miles Hansen, of course, President and CEO of World Trade Center, Utah. Uh, we look forward to a, a great day tomorrow. That's great. Thank you, Boyd. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. All right. Very good. Again, that's Miles Hansen from World Trade Center, Utah. It will be a fantastic discussion tomorrow and so many things that will apply to the business community, to our political community, uh, to the future of the state and the future of the country. All right. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to talk about monuments, a monumental discussion of monuments. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.